0: Keeping Up with Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure is sponsored by SJL General Contractors. SJL General Contractors is licensed in both Alabama and Tennessee. This family owned business provides mass grading, storm drainage, sewer and concrete improvement, asphalt paving, erosion control, demolition, and heavy hauling. If you're in need of any of these services, you can contact them at 931 433 4660. That is 931 433 4660. If you'd like to be employed by this family owned company, three W's and a dot, dot www.sjnl.com. What's more effective? A well trained person with no equipment or a well-equipped person with no training. Well, in certain cases, I'd have to say that a person with proper training can get by with minimal equipment. But ideally, you'd like to have both. Lads to leaders. Now, lads to leaders is known as a program, but I'd like to describe it as a process. You see, the name is the process. You take lads, young people, and you mature them into leaders. The process of lads becoming leaders is about both equipment and training. Young people are equipped with values, they are equipped with philosophy, and they are equipped with special skills. Lads to Leaders is not just learning to do, But in reality, it's doing to learn. And as people participate in the Lands to Leaders program, they become well-trained and well-equipped to be the future leaders. And church leaders or community leaders, it, it produces leadership qualities in young people. The Lads to Leaders program is the legacy of Dr. Jack Zorn, who invented the program. If you're interested in participating in Lads to Leaders, ladstoleaders.com. If you're interested in learning more about it, you can contact Rhonda Fernandez, 321 202 7600, 321 202 7600, ladstoleaders.com. Producing leaders in the church, in the future, in the young people. Today. Picture yourself in a dire situation. Maybe your boat has capsized and you're floating in the ocean. Maybe you're stranded on the high wall of a cliff. Maybe you're stuck on a ski slope somewhere because you've gotten lost. Or maybe you're stuck in a ski lift and suddenly overhead you hear the thumping blades of a helicopter and emblazoned on the bottom of the helicopter are the words Acme. Rescue Systems. Suppose they drop you an inflatable raft and on the packaging it says Acme Inflatable Raft. I I lower a rescue rope and it says Acme Rescue Harness and Rescue Rope. Did your day just get better or did your day just get worse? We associate Acme, the corporation that is used as a running gag in Warner Brothers cartoons, as a company that has a wide array of products that are dangerous, unreliable, and preposterous. And really, Acme doesn't mean something that is unreliable, dangerous, and preposterous. Acme actually comes from a Greek word. The the transliteration of that Greek word is, is Acme, and it means the summit, the highest point, the highest extremity, or the peak Now, over the years, people have thought that Acme stood for a company making everything or maybe American companies make everything or American company that manufactures everything. That's not what Acme stood for. Uh, Acme often was actually used in, in real companies so that they would be first in the yellow pages when you had to look up things alphabetically. You didn't have a search engine or a Google Drive or whatever. And so it was Acme plumbing or Acme dentistry. So you'd be listed first. ACME has appeared as a company providing services in silent films, in I Love Lucy, in Andy Griffith, in comic strips and cartoons. It appeared in an episode of a Walt Disney cartoon. Uh, It even appeared in a Western, The Duel at Silver Creek. It uh, appeared in uh, The Three Stooges. There's even some ACME humor that goes all the way down to uh, being a a legal joke. Uh, there's a uh, Joe Green wrote "Cliffhanger Justice," a fictional account of product liability lawsuit uh, by Wild E Coyote against a company called Acme. Ian Frazier wrote a legal complaint, Coyote versus Acme, and there's a uh, lots of questions on the LSAT exam, the the law school, I guess, entrance exam or maybe even the exit exam. I don't know anything about law school, but the LSAT features companies called Acme in their lawsuit questions. In one episode of the Warner Brothers cartoons, you have Acme listed appropriately or or officially as Acme Rocket-Powered Products Incorporated based in Fairfield, New Jersey. And although Acme doesn't stand for something that'll break, it was supposed to stand for the epitome, the top, the peak the highest point we've come to associate it with failure because of our experience with Wally Coyote. Wally Coyote uses all these things in pursuit of a Roadrunner. Now, first of all, I want to know who's funding Mr. Coyote. I mean, I didn't realize that being a coyote paid that kind of money, but you've got this guy who lives in a cave. And if he can think it up, he can put an envelope in the mailbox and the next day a truck shows up. Now, their products may not work. Their products may be highly unreliable. But you know what? Their customer service and their delivery is off the chain. And so Mr. Coyote can sit there in his cave in the middle of the desert and get anything that he wants. And I don't even know how he gets the money. And maybe... In addition to all these things that Warner Brothers has invented, they invented the reality show. Hey, let's follow this guy around as he chases this roadrunner and let's fund him. And that'll be much more interesting watching this coyote chase a roadrunner than it will be watching Chip and Joanna rebuild stuff in Texas. When you think about the things that, that the coyote can buy, and you think about how he buys them, I've come up with this theory that I think Wile e. Coyote and Acme actually created Amazon. I mean, you think about being a little kid sitting on a, a your living room couch eating your Pop-Tart. It's a Saturday morning and you're watching cartoons. And all of a sudden, this coyote that lives in a cave in the desert can have anything he wants delivered to his house. And this kid sitting on the couch who has genius potential says, hey, I'm going to do that. How cool would it be to decide I wanted to invent something or draw a schematic and I needed a giant magnet or I needed an invisible paint or I needed bed springs to put on the bottom of my feet and make moon boots out of them? How cool would it be if I could just order it and it come to my house? I think Acme and the Coyote actually was the impetus or the inspiration for whoever invented Amazon. Coyote uses his access to Amazon, Acme, and he orders these things and he orders these things in pursuit of a roadrunner. And you just think about the things that he orders to pursue the roadrunner. And, and you can actually Google products that are, are available by Acme. I would read you the list, but it would be too long. But you know, this, this coyote sits around and he wants to catch this roadrunner. And of all the things that you can eat in the desert, the roadrunner is maybe the least fair. F-A-R-E, not F-A-I-R, because there's probably not a lot of meat on a roadrunner. And yet this coyote wants so badly to attain this roadrunner that he buys all this stuff. Jet-powered roller skates, jet-powered pogo sticks, jet-powered sleds a Batman costume, a superhero costume, invisible paint, axle grease. They sell three versions of the giant rubber band, a giant rubber band that fits the giant slingshot for quote unquote shooting things from the air, a giant rubber band specifically designed for the human catapult propelling yourself into the air. And then they have version three of the giant rubber band that says for tripping roadrunners. And maybe... Acme's products were not really badly designed. Maybe they were just being misused. You know, maybe there's a disclaimer on some of them that says not to be used in the pursuit, capture, or harassment of wildlife. Some of them actually did have, like the the earthquake pills, had a specific disclaimer that said they wouldn't work on a roadrunner. But you've got this guy who can order anvils, and how many anvils can one person have? You got this character who orders anvils and giant magnets and and the flying frisbee disc or the black hole you can place anywhere or false tunnel entrances. And he's ordering all this stuff because his his purpose, his goal is to capture a roadrunner so he can eat him. But if you got access to all these resources, and you've got the ability to sit down and send a letter and it comes to your house, at what point do you not decide to order a pizza? At what point do you not just sit down and write a letter to Acme and say, Hey man, bring me a crate of mac and cheese. I mean, you don't even have to order good food. You could say, hey, bring me a pallet of Spam and some macaroni helper, and I'll mix it together. But instead of ordering the obvious, hey, just bring me some bread, you order a giant magnet or an anvil or a rocket ship or rocket-powered skates or springs that you put on the bottom of your feet so you can bounce like you have moon boots you see, what I really think happened is that the road, the, the, the Coyote quit really worrying about eating the Roadrunner. He really quit, quit worrying about eating, period. And his pursuit, his goal was to acquire the Roadrunner. It wasn't just about eating. If you wanted something to eat that badly, you could use Acme and order food. I think it became, I'm going to catch the roadrunner. I'm going to have the roadrunner. I'm going to acquire the roadrunner. And since his pursuit, since he lost his way, since his priorities changed, his vast amount of resources that he had access to got misused. When I was a young grad student, I heard a quote from Dr. Douglas Tate. And Dr. Tate said that a problem... Is defined as a lack of resources. Well, if a problem is defined as a lack of resources, then a dysfunction would be defined as the misuse of resources. And I wonder if we're not guilty of that that we tell ourselves that we're working the jobs that we work and we're working the hours that we work and we're spending the time away from our families that we're spending in order for us to provide for them. And really what we're doing is using those resources to get more resources. And that instead of putting food on our table, we're pursuing things that run the road or run the river. Now, please don't misunderstand. I don't think there's anything wrong with having nice things. I don't think there's anything wrong with having good toys. I don't think there's anything wrong with having good equipment. I've got good bows. I've got expensive rifles. I've got expensive pistols. I've got expensive pistols with expensive optics on them. I've got expensive climbing gear, and I believe our house is relatively nice. But I remember being told a long time ago when when Jackie and I bought our first house, a lady named Margie Smith said, if you're blessed enough to own a house, you should use that house as a place of of serving people. Not just merely entertaining guests, but housing people who need housing, giving shelter to people who need shelter, giving resources to people who need those resources. And, and, And so as we look at our access to Acme and 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 really we actually have that access. I can sit down on my computer and I can find a picture of anything in the world and I can order it and it comes to our house and some days it comes to the house the next day. But if we lost our way and and, and we're amassing things it, are we collecting things that, that we spend on ourselves? Are, are we pursuing and acquiring just so we can have? You see, as you watch the Wile E. Coyote cartoons, he, he quits worrying about eating the roadrunner. I think it's just about proving he can catch the roadrunner. And see, pursuing the things that we pursue. We, we have the agenda. We have, this is why we're doing it. But is it about pursuing, acquiring, and having, or are we equipping ourselves with things we can use to serve other people? The Apostle Paul writes to young Timothy and says, Command those who are rich not to be haughty or put their trust in uncertain riches, but put their trust in God, who gives to all men richly. God allows us i think to have jobs and and, and have wealth and, and, and have things and he wants us to have a rich life and I, i'm not talking about you know the the social gospel and the prosperity gospel but it's okay for us to have nice houses and nice cars and nice things but notice what it says it says god gives us richly all things to enjoy that we might be rich in good works, ready to give, willing to share. You see, it's not just about pursuing, acquiring, or having. But when we have these things, we use them. And our richness, our abundance, our overflowing is not in the things that we have, but in the good works that we do with the things that we have. You see, the toys that I have are equipment. The toys that I have are tools to use in other people's lives. And the things that I have, I'm, I'm willing to give. I'm, I'm willing to share. I'm ready to practice hospitality. And it's interesting that as, as you read that verse, it says that God gives us all these things richly to enjoy, that we might be rich in good works, willing to give, ready to share. And, and we're laying up a foundation we're putting in store things for our future so that we can have life that is truly life. And, and, and what he means by life that is truly life, it's not not just eternal life, but it's not quantitative, but qualitative. Is that when I look at the things that I'm pursuing and I look at the things that I'm acquiring The goal is not merely in the having, but the goal is in the using. And if my goal is to have the things that I have in order to use them so that I can amass a portfolio of good works, that I'm ready to give and willing to share then the way I use my things and the way we use our things to bless people, that's not just life, but it's life that is really life. It's the life that is acme, not average, not selfish, but the peak, the top, the best. So that my acquiring the best is in pursuit of helping other people reach their best. So that my reasons for having things has got to be congruent with the reason God lets me have things. Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure, is sponsored by us. What? We sponsor ourselves? Is that even legal? Check us out on Amazon. You can have access to the titles of Pedagogue, the youth ministry book by Lonnie Jones. Cognitive Spiritual Development, a Christ-centered approach to spiritual self-esteem. Grappling with Life, Controlling Your Inside Space a small essay using the principles of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu to talk about psychological and emotional self-defense. If I Were a Mouse, a children's book written and illustrated by Lonnie Jones. And then The Selfish Real, a very short story about a decision. Also, you can check out our YouTube channel to see archived lessons and presentations from across the country, some videos with rope tricks and knots, Don't forget to visit the uh, Facebook page, 550Guys, to learn about the little rope men that we make and that we invented and that we make. And then be sure to click like, subscribe, and share. This is Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure.